broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora as we are doing a bonus edition, like I said, of the show, bringing you more. We're with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. We were with you this morning. But with the ACC schedule being released and an unprecedented thing happening in the ACC with 17 member schools, this is a big time opportunity for us to bring you some bonus coverage and give you this live show all around the world on YouTube.com and Facebook.com both backslash wakeupcalldt and on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. So with that being said, giving you that ACC schedule release, the Atlantic Coast Conference 2024, 17 teams. This is what the schedule looks like, folks. So get your binoculars out and let's take a look at this thing together, folks. Uh, let's, let's, let's break it all down and get a piece of this schedule. Now, obviously, uh, we're going to be covering Syracuse first. As you know, uh, I am from Syracuse, New York, so we are going to talk about Syracuse first and foremost here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. So we'll jump into Syracuse's schedule. Let's do that here at this time. So the Syracuse Orange 2024 schedule has been released the first year with head coach Fran Brown, and this is what the schedule looks like. On Saturday, August 31st, Syracuse will begin their season, their first season with Fran Brown against Ohio. Now, that will kick off with the fourth meeting ever against the Ohio Bobcats. Syracuse has a 3-0 record against Ohio. This game is a return trip from the 2021 campaign where Syracuse won their season opener on the road at Ohio. Ohio will be coming to the Dome as the first game of the season will be played at home for Syracuse on Saturday, August 31st. On Saturday, September 7th, Syracuse will take on an ACC foe in Georgia Tech in just week two. That'll be their opener. And pardon me, uh, ACC play will open versus Georgia Tech, I should say, pardon me, in the uh, JMA Dome on September 7th. Syracuse uh, won their other contest with Georgia Tech, uh, the only other time that they met in the Dome, 37-20 to back in 2020. Uh, Georgia Tech has three victories in the four-game series twice in Atlanta and once at Giants Stadium. So Georgia Tech having three wins in this series and Syracuse will take on Georgia Tech in their first ACC game of the season on Saturday, September 7th. On Saturday, September 14th, Syracuse's bye week is going to be early this season. Their bye week is going to be in week three of the regular season. So they will actually be off and uh, there's going to be multiple open weekends this season. Their first one's going to come on Saturday, September 14th, very early for fans. On Friday, September 20th, Syracuse will play host to Stanford. And this, folks, believe it or not, is a conference game. Syracuse going up against the Stanford Cardinal at home in the Dome. And once again, just thinking about the fact that uh, two teams that are over 2,000 miles apart I believe that it would be 30-some-odd hours to literally drive from Syracuse over to the Stanford area in California. Syracuse is going to host Stanford, the Stanford Cardinal, in a Friday night game. The team, the team will face two of the three new teams in the conference this season as Stanford, Cal, and SMU are added to the conference here in 2024. The game is the first meeting in program history between Syracuse and Stanford and comes on the 44th anniversary of the first game played in the Dome. Pretty cool. 
So looking at the next one here, Syracuse on Saturday, September 28th, will face off against Holy Cross. Now, those of you that know the uh, inside look at Syracuse looking for their next head coach, I had told you about a list. I had given you information throughout time. It was not my wish list. It was a list of people that made sense. It was a list of people that I was privy to knowing that they spoke with Syracuse. Syracuse had three face-to-face interviews. One of those three people that they interviewed face-to-face was Bob Chesney, who was the coach of the Holy Cross Crusaders in the FCS at the time. Holy Cross now has a new head coach as the as Bob Chesney had moved on to James Madison. So this game on Saturday, September 28th, kind of ironic because Syracuse almost was going to be coached by the la- the old Holy Cross head coach, and now they're going to face off against Holy Cross. It'll be the 30th meeting between the two, but just the second time in the last 50 years. The last time that they met was in 2019, 41-3 victory for Syracuse. On Saturday, October 5th, Syracuse will fill a game into their schedule, which I had released earlier this week, which will be on the road at UNLV. They'll be playing in Vegas. Uh, For the first time, they will face off against UNLV in program history. It'll be in Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Las Vegas Raiders and the site of this season's Super Bowl. It'll be the first of two NFL venues on the schedule for the Syracuse Orange this season. So uh, nine and three record for UNLV last season, and they played in the Mountain West Championship game just a season ago. On Saturday, October 12th, Syracuse will continue their ACC schedule on the road at NC State after a one-year hiatus of playing the Wolfpack, who they used to play every season as part of the Atlantic Division in the Atlantic Coast Conference. On Saturday, October 19th, they will have another bye week. They will have another break here. Now, I do want to see this because off screen here, I'm watching any updates from the ACC as well. No no divisions once again in the ACC, as I was just mentioning. No Atlantic or Coastal. All 17 teams will play each other at least twice in a seven-year span. And looking at 68 conference matchups each season with 16 annually protected matchups, the top two teams by conference win percentage will go to the ACC championship with there being no divisions. So that's what things look like right now. Very excited. Uh, like I said, I'm going through the uh, Syracuse schedule at the moment, and uh, Syracuse will go and play up against NC State. As I had stated, this game against NC State was something that was happening every single season with the Syracuse Orange and the Wolfpack, but it, it, it had stopped happening last season as 2023 through 2026, they had built up a plan where there was going to be no divisions, which means that Syracuse were, was losing out on those games against NC State and, and certain teams every year, like the NC States of the world, as well as uh, Wake Forest and Louisville and so on and so forth. So with that being stated here, uh, Syracuse having the opportunity to go up against NC State again and head coach Dave Doran, who I think is uh, really a coach that's underrated, they'll have the chance to do that coming up here. So something for the Syracuse Orange when they have NC State on the road. Then they'll have a bye week, like I said, right before my birthday on Saturday, October 19th. They will be off for their second bye week because now there will be multiple bye weeks in the ACC. On Thursday, October 24th, after that bye week, they will have a short week. They will not be playing on Saturday. They'll be on the road at Pittsburgh three days after my birthday against the team that we will see 
uh, continue to go up against Syracuse as a rival. It's been an annual series since back in 1955. So when Syracuse was independent, when Syracuse was in the Big East, now it's Syracuse in the ACC, they continue to face off against Pitt. It'll be the 80th matchup between the two teams. Crazy. Syracuse won the most recent matchup, which was played at Yankee Stadium last season, and it was commemorating the 100th anniversary of the first football game played in the venue. Pitt is Syracuse's most frequently played opponent in program history, and it is set to be played annually well into the future, with the Panthers being the designated uh, Syracuse annual rival. So that's a big piece here, as, as I just read off to you, that we do have those annual matchups that are going on, Syracuse and Pitt being one of them. On Saturday, November 2nd, Syracuse will host Virginia Tech, who used to be from the Coastal Division, the other side of what Syracuse was in the Atlantic Division. So in to begin November, Syracuse will be at home against Virginia Tech. On Saturday, November 9th, they will go to Boston College. As we know that Boston College goes back and forth with Syracuse here from season to season. BC came to Syracuse, and so now Syracuse is going on the road to visit Boston College. And so they'll be on the road uh, seeing Boston College here this season on Saturday, November 9th. Once again, releasing the ACC schedule and are going to be going team by team here, starting things off with my hometown of Syracuse, New York. So thank you for tuning into this bonus edition of Wake Up Call. On Saturday, November 16th, Syracuse will be on the road at Cal. So Syracuse will face off against both of the teams that call California home, the two teams that are being added to the ACC via the breaking up of the Pac-12. And Cal and Stanford are both on the schedule for Syracuse this season with Stanford coming across the country and Syracuse going across the country to see Cal. So uh, interesting here that these are now going to be considered conference games. I know that it sounds a little crazy, but this is reality now in realignment. Conferences are trying to stay afloat. And so we saw the ACC make this move in an attempt to try and hold everything together, which for now it's held together. Does that mean forever? Uh, I would venture to say, I, I don't, I don't feel like this 17 team system is going to be the long haul for the ACC. It's just a feeling that I have about this. So we shall, we shall see, but for now we'll, we'll be looking at a, a conference that is on the Atlantic coast Plus, they have a team in Dallas, plus they have two teams in the state of California. So, you know, it's it's definitely a different look. It's very unique. It's strange to a lot of people. It's definitely strange to me. So, you know, seeing this kind of unfold the way that it has, it's it's unique. I think unique is a nice word to use. It's definitely different. And it's, you know, it's putting us in a place where it's, I mean, this is where college athletics is at. This is where college football is at right now. And the, the changing of these conferences and really no identifier when it comes to geographic for these uh, football division one, a FBS, it's kind of like, Hey, let's put together whatever we can put together. However, we can put it together. That's what it looks like as of right now. So this is the schedule. Like I said, doing the schedule release for you doing Syracuse first for the ACC in this bonus edition of wake up call with Dan Tortora. 
Thank you for being with us. Syracuse finally gets a game. You know that second to last season where you would schedule a cupcake when Syracuse when when Syracuse usually was the cupcake. They you know Notre Dame would schedule Syracuse the second to last game in the of the season. Clemson would have Citadel. Alabama would have Abilene Christian or something like that. Well, Syracuse, their second to last game of the season is going to be what you would consider to be a non-conference victory. Now, granted, UConn has gotten a little bit better here, but they're facing off again. Seeing UConn on Syracuse's schedule second to last game of the season, typically that's only reserved for the teams that are really, really good that, you know, get to get that cupcake second to last game of the regular season to kind of, you know, give them an opportunity to get a victory and then catapult them into the final week. So interesting there. Syracuse will face off against UConn. That UConn game is going to be played inside of the Dome. Uh, That's the last non-conference game of the season. It's the latest date that Syracuse has played a non-conference opponent since 2010, although Syracuse has played out-of-conference opponents for their 11th game in both 2012 and 2018. But this is the latest game being on Saturday, November 23rd. And on Saturday, November 30th, coming to the Dome for the first time in over 20 years, ironically, the ACC Network is talking about this team right now. Miami will be coming to the Dome. Miami has not been in the Dome since 2002. It was back in when they were Big East foes, and Miami is coming to the Dome now for the first time in over 20 years. At the time that they come to the Dome, it will be that they have not been in the Dome for 22 years when they come in 2024. Crazy here. The Hurricanes and the Orange have only met once previously as ACC members, which happened down in Coral Gables, Florida, back in 2017. The regular season concluding with Miami will add an old Big East flair to this matchup here. The two teams met for the final regular season contest eight times between 1990 and 2002, including annually from 95 to 99. So interesting here is the last game of the regular season for Syracuse is going to be Miami's return to the Dome for the first time in the ACC against each other. As like I said, they've only faced off once as ACC opponents, and that was down in Florida in 2017. So this is going to be their first meeting as ACC foes ever in the Dome. And it's the first time that Miami's coming back to the Dome since Miami was a part of the Big East. And that was twenty over 20 years ago, 22 years, we're going to see this happen. So some cool stuff going on here. Uh, definitely taking a look at the grand scheme of things and going throughout the schedules here. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of cool news that we have, and I'm going to get to a bunch of these pieces as well. I want to take a look at the uh, team-by-team breakdown here. So beyond that, beyond the Syracuse schedule that I just gave you here for my hometown of Syracuse, New York, taking a look at the other games here, and I can bring them up on your screen. You can see all the teams in alphabetical order and what this looks like. That looks like a crazy, confusing puzzle. It looks like a board game with a lot of stuff on it. So very, (laughs) very confusing here. Absolutely uh, interesting how this is all breaking down, but this is where we're at, folks. This is what it looks like now. The ACC has their schedule, and they have 17 member schools as of right now. So, I mean, join join the circus here, folks. This is what it's going to look like for a minute. Uh, Boston College, I'm going to go to Boston College next. 
And as the schedule gets released on the ACC network, we are paralleling here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, releasing each of the team's schedules. Boston College is going to start off their season at Florida State. The game is going to be played on a Monday at Florida State. Uh, Boston College facing off against Florida. Oh, pardon me, that's going to be a, oh, that's a conference game. Yeah, so their first game of the season is going to be uh, Boston College, Florida State. An interesting game that's going to be played here. Uh, you're welcome, Alan, for providing this bonus broadcast to you. And uh, happy to do it. Happy to happy to bring this to you. Very much uh, excited about the opportunity. So, you know, uh, FSU to face off against Boston College, and they're going to be hosting them. That's going to be on a Monday. That's on Labor Day on September 2nd. That's pretty crazy. We're going to have a Labor Day game here between Boston College and Florida State. And then Duquesne is going to be a home game for Boston College. Then Boston College will be at Missouri, home against Michigan State and Western Kentucky, two non-conference games, Missouri game and non-conference game. So they're going to play their four non-conference games in a row after they face off against Florida State. Then they'll be at Virginia. They'll be off on October 12th and on, and on November 2nd, speaking of Boston College. In between their bye weeks, they will be at Virginia Tech on a Thursday home against Louisville on a Friday. Coming off of their bye week, they will face Syracuse on Saturday, November 9th, as I mentioned. They're going to face off against SMU. So of the three new schools joining the ACC, Boston College will only face one of them. That'll be SMU on the road in Dallas, Texas on November 16th. On the 23rd, they will be home against North Carolina. And on the 30th, they'll be home against Pitt. Next team up here to talk about is going to be, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to save the new teams for last here. Clemson is going to have the Aflac kickoff game in Atlanta, Georgia. That game is going to be played between Clemson and Georgia in in Atlanta, Georgia on neutral. It's supposed to be on a neutral situation, but it's being played in Georgia. So, hello, not neutral, but you know, it's considered a uh, neutral site. So, they'll be playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Clemson will be facing off against Georgia to start off the season on August 31st. Then Clemson will be at home against Appalachian State on September 7th. They will be off on September 14th. Clemson will be home for two games back-to-back, both in conference. And I have to keep repeating that because when I say some of these names, you don't think it's a conference game. On September 21st, they'll face off against NC State at home. On September 28th, they will face off against Stanford, which is an ACC game. And that game will be at home in Clemson. Then on October 5th and 12th, they'll go on the road at Florida State, then at Wake Forest. Speaking of Clemson, the Tigers on October 19th will face off at home against Virginia. They'll have a break on October 26th. And after Halloween, they'll face off against Louisville at home on November 2nd. On November 9th, we'll see the Clemson Tigers head to Virginia Tech. Then they'll head to Pitt on November 16th. And then here's the game that I call the cupcake game. What did I say? Syracuse typically doesn't get the cupcake game because they are the cupcake team that people were scheduling in the past. And I said, what's the cupcake game second to last season for Clemson? What I tell you? I said Citadel. Who are they playing this season? 2024 on November 23rd, second to last week of the season, the Citadel at home. And on November 30th, they will play the rivalry game against South Carolina at home. For the Duke Blue Devils, and I'm going to bring it up on the screen so you can take a look at it for those of you on YouTube and on Facebook that can grab a magnifying glass because this is as big as I can blow up the schedule and it's very uh, fine print there. For Duke, Duke is going to start off their season on a Friday on August 30th at home with new head coach of the Duke Blue Devils, Manny Diaz. 
the former assistant defensive coordinator that they had at Miami. Then he was the Temple head coach for about 15 seconds before his plane, still warm, came back to Miami and he became the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Manny Diaz is the new head coach after Mike Elko steps away. He did a great job of turning around Duke's program in a couple seasons and then returned to Florida, returned to Texas A&M, where he was the D coordinator under Jimbo Fisher. Now he's the head coach. Jimbo Fisher used to be the head coach of Florida State. Just this cyclical round robin thing when it comes to talking about coaches. Duke will face off against Elon on Friday. Manny Diaz's first game with the Duke Blue Devils as their head coach will be on August 30th on that Friday. They'll be on the road on September 7th at Northwestern in non-conference. They'll keep the non-conference going at home against UConn on September 14th and at Middle Tennessee, who has a new head coach, on the road there at September 21st. On September 28th, Duke and North Carolina will face off against each other very early on here in the first month of college football. Then on October 5th, we'll see Duke on the road at Georgia Tech. Duke does not get their first bye week. They have two bye weeks. They don't get their first one until the middle of almost the middle of October on October 12th. Then on a Friday night, they will host Florida State on October 18th. They will face off on October 26th against SMU. So they will end up playing one of the new teams in the ACC. They'll have SMU at home. On November 2nd, they'll be on the road. The Duke Blue Devils will be at Miami. November 9th at NC State. November 16th, they will have their second bye week. And the Duke Blue Devils on November 23rd will be home against Virginia Tech before going on the road at Wake Forest. So Duke's schedule, not the greatest. They don't have a ton of home. I mean, they have, let's see here, they have Elon, UConn, North Carolina, Florida State, and SMU. Florida State, North Carolina, that can get you some fans. I don't know how Duke's going to do with Elon, UConn, and SMU coming in. And then they have Virginia Tech later on, which that could be a pretty good crowd. But to end out the season from November 2nd to the 30th, they have one home game, three road games, and a bye week. So not a great end to the regular season scheduling-wise for the Duke Blue Devils. To continue on here in our coverage of the schedule release for the ACC, I'm going to go next to the Florida State Seminoles. The Seminoles, who are still, still, an ACC team for now. They, <laughs> they're going to start things off in the Air Linguist College Football Classic in Ireland. This game is going to be played in Ireland against Georgia Tech on August 24th, week zero. So on August 24th, they're going to have an early game here. They'll be in Ireland, that being Florida State, starting their season against Virginia against Georgia Tech. Pardon me. They'll have their first home game on September 2nd against Boston College on a Monday, as I mentioned before. So they're going to be in Ireland, then they're going to play on a Monday. So they won't get to, and then they have a bye week. So Florida State's got a really weird opening. They're going to open the season in Ireland, playing earlier than most teams on August 24th. Then they play on a Monday night against Boston College on September 2nd. Then they're off on September 7th. And then they're home on a regular Saturday against Memphis in non-conference play on September 14th. Their first, com- or pardon me, their third conference game is they'll play a bunch of conference games early. Their third conference game is on September 21st at home against new conference fo- foe, Cal, coming from the Pac-12. On September 28th, they'll continue the new going on the road to SMU. And then on October 5th, they'll face off against Clemson. On October 12th, they'll have another bye week. So almost a month there from bye week to bye week, the 7th and the 12th. Uh, the 7th of September, the 12th of October, Florida State will be off. Then they'll be at Duke on a Friday night on October 13th. 
for part October 18th, pardon me, at Duke on a Friday night. And then we'll see on October 26th, they'll be on the road at Miami. Then the Florida State Seminoles return home on November 2nd to face North Carolina. On November 9th, they'll be on the road at Notre Dame, which is still not a conference game. And they have a third bye week on November 16th. I got to do things to keep them happy, right? Florida State. So so, so some te- a lot of teams have been dealing in the ACC with having one bye week. You know, since Syracuse came in, they've been dealing with the fact of having one bye week. One. Then they said, okay, everybody's going to have multiple bye weeks. So I read you off all these other teams that have two bye weeks. How many bye weeks does Florida State have? Three. Got to keep them happy. Three bye weeks. Three bye weeks for Florida State. Florida State is off September 7th, October 12th, and November 16th. So about it's about a month apart. September 7th, about a month from October 12th, about a month from November 16th. So in, in the earlier middle part of each of September, October, and November, Florida State gets to take a break. Then they come back on the 23rd of November to face off against Charleston Southern at home. And then they have their rivalry game on November 30th against Florida, also at home. Florida State, three bye weeks. Must be nice. Georgia Tech, as I stated, will start off their season in Ireland against Florida State. Then they will be home on August 31st against Georgia State. Then on September 7th, they'll be on the road at Syracuse for their second ACC game in the first three weeks of play. Then they have VMI on September 14th at home. Speaking of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, on September 21st, they'll be on the road at Louisville. Their first break in action will be a bye week on September 28th. On October 5th, they'll have Duke at home. On October 12th, they'll have North Carolina on the road. On October 19th, two days before my birthday, they will have Notre Dame at home. Speaking of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Then on October 26th, they're on the road at Virginia Tech. On November 2nd, they're off. On November 9th, they play Miami at home. On November 16th, they're off. So they get two bye weeks in a three-week span. And Georgia Tech also has three bye weeks. Again, must be nice. Then they come back to play NC State on a Thursday night on November 21st in the second to last week of the regular season. The Yellow Jackets will host the Wolfpack on a Thursday night on November 21st. And then they'll end off the regular season on the road at Georgia in their rivalry game on November 30th. Must be nice. The Louisville, so now we're back to teams that only have two bye weeks. Pour them, you know, pour them so much. Uh, The Louisville Cardinals, well, this is their schedule, what it looks like. It's up on your screen right now. Once again, Wake Up Call is with you Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. We are all around the world on three different ways to connect with us. Our network spans the globe. We are on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. We're on facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt. And we're on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. That's where you're watching and listening now to bonus content from Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. As the ACC releases the schedule, so as we do as well here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You got the big board up right now, and I'm going to tell you what Louisville's got. Louisville will start off their season on August 31st against Austin P at home. They will face off on September 2nd against Jacksonville, September 7th, pardon me, against Jacksonville State. On September 14th, Louisville will have a week off. On September 21st, they'll have Georgia Tech at home. On September 28th, they will face off against that team that's an ACC team for everything but football. They'll be on the road at Notre Dame, September 28th. On October 5th, they'll face off against Newbie. 
to the conference. They'll be have SMU at home. On October 12th, they'll be at Virginia in conference. On October 19th, they'll be home against Miami in conference. On October 25th, they'll be at Boston College on a Friday night. On November 2nd, they'll be at Clemson. So we look at the schedule for Louisville. Louisville has an open date on September 14th, and then they have seven games in a row before they have their next open date, which is on November 9th. See, if they were named Florida State, that'd be different. And then they have November. I'm not trying to dog Florida State. I'm just looking at the schedule. Florida State literally has three bye weeks. Georgia Tech has three bye weeks. And when you look at them, you're like, okay, you got like in the early to middle part of each month, you get a break. And then you look at Louisville's schedule, bye week, seven straight games, bye week. And that's on November 8th and 9th that they're off. Then they'll face off against another newbie in conference. They will have Stanford on the road on November 16th, speaking of the Louisville Cardinals. So it'll be the Cardinals versus the Cardinal, the actual Cardinal bird versus a tree mascot. Interesting. On November 23rd, they'll face off against Pitt at home. And on November 30th, they'll have the rivalry game against Kentucky. A lot of road games for this team down the stretch. They're not home on October 25th, November 2nd. They're off on November 9th. Road November 16th, road November 30th. So the only time you're going to see them at home is on October 19th and November 23rd to end out the last two months of the regular season for Louisville. That's a it's a tough one there. They got to be on the road for a lot of this coming down the stretch. So if you don't see them October 19th against Miami, you won't see them until over a month later when you see them on November 23rd. Interesting. Miami's schedule. Let's see what Miami get. Are they trying to keep Miami happy? Let's see. How many bye weeks does Miami have? They have two bye weeks. I was wondering because Miami's one of those teams that I thought could actually look to jump as well with Florida State and Clemson. So Miami in this 2024 ACC schedule release on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Miami is going to be at Florida. How about that? Opening up the season. The Miami Hurricanes going up against the Florida Gators from Gainesville. Go Gators. So they'll be playing up against each other. Miami at Florida, August 31st. On September 7th, we'll stay in the state of Florida with Miami being at home against Florida A&M non-conference. On September 14th, we will see Ball State going up against Miami in Miami, in my Coral Gables area. On September 21st, Miami will face off against South Florida on the road. Alabama went there last year and almost lost. I think they won 17-3. And Miami will be at South Florida, which is in Tampa area. So how about this? In Miami's first few games of the season, they're in Gainesville. They're at home in the Miami area. And then they're at Ball State, or then they have Ball State at home in the Miami area. And then they go to Tampa to face off against South Florida. So the entire from August 31st to September 21st, Miami does not leave the state of Florida, and three out of their four matchups are against teams based in Florida. Interesting. September 27th, kind of cool. On a Friday night, they'll be home against Virginia Tech. On October 5th, they don't have a break all the way through September and October and the beginning of October. Miami will face off on the road at Cal, facing the newbie Cal Golden Bears. They'll have them on the road on the West Coast. On October 12th, they'll get their first break of the season. On October 19th, they'll be at Louisville, speaking of the Miami Hurricanes. On October 26th, they'll host Florida State. On November 2nd, they'll host Duke. On November 9th, they'll be at Georgia Tech. On November 16th, the Miami Hurricanes will be off for their second break here. And then on November 23rd, they'll have Wake Forest at home. 
and Syracuse. Miami will head to Syracuse, as I mentioned earlier, on November 30th on the road in their first game in the Dome in 22 years, which is just ridiculously nuts. Next one we have up here is North Carolina. North Carolina will start their season on a Thursday night on August 29th on the road at Minnesota of the Big Ten. On September 7th, they will continue their non-conference play when North Carolina hosts Charlotte of the American Athletic Conference in their second season with the American at that time. And on September 14th, they'll face off against NC Central at home as well. And on September 21st, they'll face off against, remember how I told you Syracuse is facing the team of the coach that they almost had in Bob Chesney? Well, North Carolina is going to be facing off against Bob Chesney in his first season at James Madison when James Madison goes to face off against North Carolina in Chapel Hill on September 21st, meaning that the first that three of the first four games of the regular season for North Carolina will be against Carolinian-based teams, and they will be at home. So they start on the road at Minnesota, then they have three games at home, all against Carolinian-based teams, and then they stay in Carolina when they go on September 28th to Duke. The North Carolina Tar Heels on October 5th will face off against Pitt, and that game will be at home to start off October as we bring the big board back up for you. On October 12th, they'll be home against Georgia Tech. On October 19th, it'll be the first break for North Carolina. The darlings of ACC history, they only get two breaks. Why is that? Hmm. Why would you give more bye weeks to Florida State? It's almost like you're trying to appease them. It's almost like it's almost like you're trying to stay in their good graces and give them just a little bit more food at the dinner table. North Carolina has got their first week off on October 19th, then on October 26th. They're at Virginia on November 2nd. They're at Florida State on November 9th. They have another bye week, so they have two bye weeks in four weeks' time. So they'll be off for 50% of a four-week span. And then on November 16th, the Tar Heels will host the Wake Forest Demon Deacons before going on the road on November 21st to face off against Boston College. And they will end the regular season, North Carolina will, at home on November 30th against NC State as the Raleigh-based team will go to Chapel Hill. Speaking of NC State, they'll start off their season at home against another Carolinian team. They have Western Carolina on Thursday, August 28th. On September 7th, the Duke Duke's Mayo Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina, they will face off against Tennessee. Duke's Mayo Classic early in the season here. The Duke's Mayo Bowl at the end of the season. Tennessee and NC State will face off in non-conference play on neutral ground in Charlotte, North Carolina, but not too far away from Raleigh, North Carolina, a little more of a distance for the Tennessee Volunteers of the SEC on September 7th when they face each other. On September 14th, NC State will be at home against Louisiana Tech. So they're home in Raleigh, on the road in Charlotte, but still in North Carolina, and then home in Raleigh again, and then they go to South Carolina to face off against Clemson when the Wolfpack will take on the Tigers on September 21st on the road. Three straight home games will follow for NC State with Northern Illinois out of conference, Wake on September 28th, on October 5th, Wake Forest, October 12th, Syracuse. We don't see a break for NC State until October 26th, which I believe of all the of all the schedules I've given you team by team, that is the latest bye week for any ACC team up to this point. On October 19th, they will face off at Cal playing a new team in the conference before their first bye week, which I'm sure Dave Doran's not happy about this. First bye week for NC State comes at the end of October. 
So they play at the end of August, all through September, and all through October until October 26th when they get to take a break. Then they'll come back on November 2nd and play Stanford, another newbie to the ACC, at home. They'll play November 9th, also at home against Duke. Then they're off November 16th, and they're on the road on a Thursday night against Georgia Tech on November 21st before facing off against North Carolina in that final game of the regular season on November 30th on the road in Chapel Hill. The Pitt Panthers that have spent more than a decade inside of the ACC, well, here is what their schedule looks like. Did they get any special treatment? Probably not, but let's take a look at it and see if they did. They did not. Spoiler alert. Pitt will face off against Kent State at home on August 31st in this ACC schedule release bonus edition of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, giving you the schedule of all 17 teams in the ACC as it has been released here simultaneously to our broadcast with the ACC Network putting the information out and the ACC sending it over to us that cover the ACC. And I want to thank the Atlantic Coast Conference for their support, their kindness, their generosity, and over a decade of really enjoying the experience with truly great people, great opportunities, and something that, to me, I'll never forget. And I very much appreciate all the good people that have been there, including John Swafford, Jim Phillips, of course, Amy Yacola, and the entire Kevin Best, and so on and so forth. And thank you all. So Pitt's schedule will start off on the road on August 31st against Kent State on a Saturday, or pardon me, not on the road, at home against Kent State on August 31st on a Saturday. Pitt will be on the road against Cincinnati in a non-conference game on September 7th. They'll be at home against West Virginia on September 14th. Love that rivalry game. Still think West Virginia should be in the ACC because of Pitt, because of Syracuse. It just makes sense. Makes too much sense. That's why it's not happening. September 14th, West Virginia at home in Pittsburgh. Youngstown State will come to Pittsburgh on September 21st. The Pitt Panthers, remember how I told you NC State's first bye week is on November 20, or on October 26th? First bye week for Pitt is on September 28th. Now, this is going to be very interesting here. I do want to make a note as this is being released on the ACC here. So I do want to make a note of this 80, 82 consensus All-American selections of the, th- of the three schools coming into the ACC historically, Stanford, Cal, and SMU, they have 82 consensus All-American selections, which include Tony Gonzalez, Eric Dickerson, and John Elway. They have 80 NFL first team All-Pro selections that have come from Stanford, Cal, and SMU, looking at their history and their pedigree. 40 combined conference titles, including SMU winning the AAC this last season. And looking at some of the other pieces here, I do want to take a note of something here. The, the current head coaches at Cal, you have Justin Wilcox, who's going into his eighth season. At SMU, somebody who you know from being on Wake Up Call multiple times, Rhett Lashley, is entering his third season, and at Stanford, Troy Taylor is entering his second season. So when we have ACC kickoff, I'll have the opportunity to speak with Justin Wilcox for the first time ever, Troy Taylor for the first time ever, and I'll get to see somebody who I know all too well, and I really appreciate our relationship, which is with Rhett Lashley of SMU, who was just on the show uh, within these last couple months here. So very much appreciate that. Getting back to the schedule release here for Pitt. Uh, Pitt will, on September 28th, they will be able to take a break. And like I said, when you look at Pitt versus NC State, 
NC State's first break is October 26th. Pitt's first break is September 28th. Then they'll be on the road on October 5th at North Carolina. They will take on new ACC team Cal at home in Pittsburgh on October 12th. On October 19th, they'll take another break, two breaks in four weeks. On October 24th, they will face off against Syracuse at home on a Thursday night in their big-time rivalry that is going to continue annually that dates back to 1955 happening every single year. you got to have Syracuse Pitt. Then they're going to face off against SMU on the road on November 2nd, where Pitt will face off against a new ACC team in SMU just three weeks after facing off against new ACC team Cal at home. They'll be on the road at SMU in Dallas on November 9th and November 16th. They're at home against Virginia and Clemson, respectively. On November 23rd, they'll be at Louisville. And on November 30th, they'll be at Boston College. So Syracuse gets the cupcake schedule second to last game. And I'm not trying to knock UConn. I'm just saying scheduling wise with a team like UConn and their recent history. And I know they've done some good things with Jim Mora coming in, but their recent history hasn't been the greatest. Syracuse gets them the second to last week. Pitt gets a conference game at Louisville. So Pitt not getting that cupcake week treatment thing. They're getting a big time conference game in a place that's not easy to play in Louisville, Kentucky. So with that being said, I do want to now go to the newbie teams that are in conference for the first time ever. I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody here because there's so many teams. So let's see here. Did I miss Stanford? I don't think I missed Stanford. Oh no, let me go. Let me, let me keep going here and then I'll get to them. So I did Syracuse. Let's go to Virginia before we get to the newbies. Virginia will face off against Richmond of Richmond, Virginia in Charlottesville. So Charlottesville will host the Richmond Spiders of Richmond, Virginia on August 31st to start the season for the Cavaliers. Then on September 7th, Virginia will be on the road at Wake Forest in their first conference game of the season. On September 14th, Maryland will be at home, but Maryland will be a home game for Virginia, I should say. On September 21st, Virginia will go to Coastal Carolina in a non-conference matchup. So they'll have three non-conference matchups in the first four weeks. They're off on September 28th. Then they're at home on October 5th against Boston College. Again, on October 12th against Louisville. On October 19th, they'll go to Clemson. On October 26th, they'll go to North. They'll be at home against North Carolina. Their second open date for Virginia will be on November 2nd. On November 9th, they'll be on the road at Pitt. On November 16th, they'll play that team that's kind of but not really an ACC team at Notre Dame. On November 23rd, they will face off against one of the new additions to the conference, and this is the only new addition that they will face, which is SMU. Virginia will face off against Southern Methodist at home when SMU travels from Dallas to Charlottesville, Virginia on November 23rd. On November 30th, it'll be Virginia, Virginia Tech. This time we'll be on the road at Virginia Tech, so the Charlottesville-based team will have to go to Blacksburg. Next game that we or the next team we have up here is Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech will start off their season against the SEC. It's going to be a V versus a V, and Vanderbilt will be a road game for Virginia Tech. The Hokies will start off the season away from home. They'll be against Vanderbilt on August 31st. On September 7th, Virginia Tech will have their first home game, another non-conference game against Marshall, who is now part of the Sun Belt. On September 14th, they will play Sun Belt Old Dominion on the road. Then they'll see Virginia Tech schedule looks like a typical schedule. It looks like a normal 
schedule where you play your four non-conference games in your first four weeks, and then you get into conference. They have at Vanderbilt, Marshall at home, at Old Dominion, and on September 21st, they'll have Rutgers at home. On September 27th, on a Friday night, they'll go to Miami. On October 5th, Virginia Tech will face off new face off against new ACC school Stanford on the road. Their first break in the action for Virginia Tech will come on October 12th. On October 17th, they'll play on a Thursday night against Boston College. On October 26th, they'll face off against Georgia Tech. The Boston College and Georgia Tech games are at home for Virginia Tech. Then they'll go to Syracuse on November 2nd. They'll be home against Clemson on November 9th. They'll get their second break almost a month from their first break on November 16th with their second bye week for Virginia Tech. Then the Hokies on November 23rd will go to visit the Duke Blue Devils on Tobacco Road. And then they'll have their final game, as I mentioned, of the regular season against Virginia at home for Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Wake Forest is going to start off the season with three straight home games. How about this? Dave Clawson and the crew, North Carolina A&T on a Thursday night on August 29th. On September 7th, they'll have their first ACC game when they face Virginia in week two of the season. On September 14th, Ole Miss and the Lane Train will pull into Wake Forest and Winston-Salem, North Carolina on September 14th. On September 21st, Dave Clawson and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons will be off. On September 28th, they will continue non-conference play, hosting Louisiana. And then on October 5th, they'll be at NC State. On October 12th, Clemson at home. On October 19th, another non-conference game. This is at UConn. On October 26th, they will face off against Stanford on the road, playing up against one of the new teams in the ACC, that being Stanford. On November 2nd, Wake Forest will be off. Then they'll face off against Cal, another newbie to the ACC, on Friday night, November 8th. So they're playing both California-based schools that are new members of the ACC in a three-week span with a bye week in between. Wake Forest will be at Stanford on October 26th. They'll be off November 2nd, and they'll have a short week on November 8th to play Cal at home in Winston-Salem on a Friday night. On November 16th, Wake Forest will go to North Carolina. On the 23rd of November, they'll go to Miami, and they'll end the regular season at home hosting the Duke Blue Devils. Now to bring the schedule up here on the big board one more time as we go to the three new teams in the ACC. I'm going to go to Cal first. Cal will start off their season on August 31st. It's still weird to say Cal and Stanford. SMU, not as weird to say. Being a part of the American, leaving Conference USA, it's like, okay, you know, it makes a little bit of sense. But looking at this schedule right now, and saying Cal, I just, I still don't believe Cal and Stanford are going to be ACC schools. And if they are, and this schedule actually happens, I don't see this being something necessarily. I just feel like Cal and Stanford, if they can find a better situation that geographically makes more sense, I don't see this lasting a long time. I feel like this is like a Band-Aid for the ACC. And maybe for Cal, since the Pac-12 broke up. Cal's schedule... And I don't wish bad on anybody. I just, saying Cal and Stanford in the ACC, I don't I don't feel like this is something that is to last. It doesn't feel like a long-term thing. Maybe it is, right? Maybe it is. It just feels like a temporary, it, it almost feels like it's not going to happen. 
when you see these two logos, it's like, I'll believe it when I go to the ACC kickoff, but they've made this schedule. I, I feel like I just, I don't know. I, I feel kind of like this is a not for long move, but we shall see. Cal is going to start off their season. I'm excited to have them though. I mean, think about it like this. How many times do you get to go coast to coast and fly out to California? I've never been to California. I've covered teams that are from the state of California. I've covered a lot of West Coast stuff, but I've never physically been to California. So, you know, to have Kale and Stanford coming into town in Charlotte, it's pretty cool. So Kale's going to start off their first ACC season with a non-conference game at UC Davis on August 31st. On September 7th, they'll face off against the SEC on the road at Auburn. On September 14th, they'll face off against a team that they could have seen more often if they had joined the Mountain West. That's a home game for Cal against San Diego State. And then we will see them face off against Florida State will be the first game for Cal in ACC play as a as an ACC team. The first game for Cal in conference as an ACC school will be at Florida State on September 21st. Cal will have a break on September 28th when a lot of ACC teams also have a break. On October 5th, they'll face off against Miami at home in California. On October 12th, they'll be on the road at Pitt. On October 19th, they'll be at home against NC State. On October 26th, they will face off against Oregon State, a team that they used to be in the Pac-12 with. Kind of bittersweet. On On November 2nd, Cal will have their second bye week. On November 8th, they'll be on the road at Wake Forest on a Friday night. On November 16th, they'll be in Syracuse, New York, speaking of the Cal Golden Bears which I think the last time that Cal and Syracuse faced off against each other in either basketball or football was in the NCAA tournament when men's basketball faced off against each other, Cal and Syracuse. On November 16th, Cal will come to town to Syracuse. On November 23rd, they will, or pardon me, they will go, they'll be at home for that game. Cal is going to be at home for that game. Stanford's coming to Syracuse. So on November 16th, Cal will host Syracuse. On November 23rd, Cal will host Stanford, and on November 30th, they'll face off at SMU. So Cal is going to play up against the other two newbie schools, but they know Stanford from the Pac-12. They're now going to stay conference foes in the ACC. SMU is a newbie, though, as they will face off against SMU, and they will end their regular season in Dallas playing the other two new schools to the ACC in the last two weeks of their first season in the ACC, speaking of the Cal Golden Bears. You could see it all on your screen for those of you listening live. Obviously, I'm bringing you through this as well. So that's for Cal. Let's get into Stanford and SMU and Stanford. SMU is going to start off the season on August 31st against Houston Christian. Raise your hand if you thought that was a church. And and so on September 6th, SMU will face off against BYU. SMU and BYU, there was a time where they could have actually been conference foes, but instead uh, BYU is in the Big 12 and SMU is in the ACC. It's a Friday night game at home for SMU on September 6th. So they'll be home the first two weeks of the season. Then SMU gets the earliest break in the action with, I don't think there's anybody else here as I look through it. So many teams. Oh yeah, it is on September. Florida State gets a break on September 7th. That's the earliest one. So SMU gets the second earliest break of any ACC school when they have September 14th off. Then they'll be at home against TCU in non-conference play. SMU and TCU have played each other for years, and Sonny Dykes was the SMU coach before going to TCU, so that's made that 
back and forth in non-conference even more interesting. That'll be on September 21st, a home game in Dallas against TCU for SMU. Then SMU will host Florida State on September 28th in their first conference game of the season. So think about that. Cal's first conference game in the ACC is against Florida State at Florida State. SMU's first conference game in the ACC is against Florida State at home in Dallas, Texas. So Florida State gets to be the first ACC game for both Cal and SMU. Then on October 5th, SMU's on the road at Louisville. On October 12th, they get a break. So in less than a month's time, they get both of their bye weeks. So they're, pardon me, they have three bye weeks. So SMU getting some really nice gold card treatment, which they should from the ACC since they told the ACC they're not going to take any television revenue for the first decade. So the ACC should be scratching the back of SMU as SMU has uh, decided not to take a piece of the pie. So SMU will be off September 14th, October 12th, and November 9th, less than a month's time between their first and second bye week and their second and third. When you look at this, uh, September 14th to October 12th and October 12th to November 9th. In between their break on October 12th and November 9th, they'll be on the road at Stanford, facing off against another new school in the ACC, at Duke on October 26th after October 19th at Stanford. On November 2nd, SMU will host Pitt, then they're off the 9th of November, then they'll face Boston College at home on November 16th, then the SMU Mustangs will travel to Virginia on November 23rd, they will end the season on November 30th, the regular season, against Cal at home. So they are also SMU going to be playing both Stanford and Cal. And then to give you Stanford's schedule, the only other one of the trio of newbies here, my final schedule to give you here in this 2024 schedule release of the ACC, I just brought you through 16 schools, sweet mother. And it it wasn't even an hour's time that I did it in. I did it in less than an hour's time. It's crazy. Greg said this is a California show. Greg, we've we've had listeners coast to coast, baby. We've been reaching out to California for years. Now got more of an excuse for them Cal fans and Stanford fans to wiggle, wiggle over to wake up call. So uh, Stanford here, let's get into the Cardinal. Like SMU, Stanford's going to play up against TCU this season. They're going to start their season against TCU. TCU, the Horned Frogs in the Big 12. Could have been an American athletic team. Could have been a Big East team. Could have saved the Big East. They were supposed to go to the Big East. They decided to not do it. And the Big East ended up breaking up. And eventually, the remnants of the Big East started the American Athletic Conference. Well, TCU will face off against Stanford in a Stanford home game. Stanford will start the season at home on a Friday night on August 30th against the Horned Frogs of TCU. On September 7th, they'll stay home in another non-conference game against Cal Poly. Stanford will also, like SMU, be off on September 14th. Then Stanford will travel to Syracuse for a Friday night showdown on September 20th. On September 28th, Stanford will go on the road to Death Valley to face off against Clemson on the road. On October 5th, I said on the road twice, not that you needed to know it, but on the road again. On October 5th, Stanford will be home against Virginia Tech. On October 12th, ooh, Stanford getting that treatment, right? Stanford's used to playing Notre Dame, and they're going to continue to play Notre Dame that not-quite-ACC football school. On October 12th, Stanford will go on the road to South Bend, Indiana, to face off against Notre Dame, keep that rivalry going. On October 19th, Stanford will host SMU two days before my birthday. On October 26th, they'll stay home to face off against Wake Forest. On November 2nd, they'll head to the road at NC State 
On November 9th, they'll have their second bye week. So their bye weeks in Stanford, not as gracious the ACC was with Stanford as they were with others, as their bye week will go from September 14th to November 9th, almost two months in between their bye weeks. Then they'll be home against Louisville on November 16th before they're on the road at Cal on November 23rd. And their final game of the regular season is they're scheduled. And I, and this is no disrespect to the school. I'm just saying based on paper here, they get their cupcake game instead of the second to last week of the season. They get it the last week of the season, a game that you schedule to win like Clemson does with the Citadel. Again, no offense to this team. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is, in the second to last week of the season, you could tell who was considered one of the better teams in college football because they would get a cupcake. And Stanford is getting theirs the last week of the season, which nobody else in the ACC has, and that is on November 30th when Stanford will have a non-conference game at San Jose State. So they have to go on the road to San Jose State in a game that most people would look at and say that they would anticipate they would win here. Let's talk about the scheduling model, shall we, as we have it up on the screen. The 2024 through 2030 schedule model will continue with no divisions, featuring 17 schools and will increase the number of annual conference matchups from 56 to 68. The top two teams based on conference winning percentage will compete in the ACC football championship game, on the first Saturday in December at the Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is the home of the Carolina Panthers. The approved format will continue to have each member institution play eight conference games per season, with all 17 teams playing each other at least twice over the next seven seasons. Now, the original plan for the ACC from 20. 23 through 2026 for a four seat for a four season time span that was supposed to start this season would promise that all 14 schools would play each other twice home and home over a four-year span now that there's 17 all acc schools will play each other twice over a seven year period so it's going to be a little bit different now home and home once at home and once on the road so the current 14 Conference teams will play a total of three times each in California over the seven years, and none will travel west to California in back-to-back seasons. So Syracuse going out west, they're not going to do that next season. That's what they're saying. Stanford's coming to the Dome, right? Syracuse is going to Cal. They say that whoever's going out to the west coast of the 14 current ACC schools in football they're not going to go in back-to-back years to California. I'm going to read that again. The current 14 conference teams, which are all the teams, Sands, SMU, Cal, and Stanford, the 14 conference teams uh, will play a total of three times each in California over over the next seven-year schedule of 2024 to 2030. None of those 14 ACC schools will go to California in back-to-back seasons. So they will not be asked to go to California in back-to-back years in football. Interesting. The new scheduling model protects 16 annual matchups. Of the 16 matchups, 11 are retained from the current 3-5-5 schedule model, which is the one I just brought up. That was supposed to be from 2023 to 2026 when they got rid of divisions. So I'm going to read it again. The new scheduling model protects 16 annual matchups 
of the 16 matchups, 11 are retained from the current 355 schedule model. Two are restored rivalries from the division divisional format in Miami, Virginia Tech and NC State Wake Forest, which Dave Clawson brought up a couple of years ago that they had played over 100 years. I think it was 110 straight years and that that was going to end and, and it ended last year. They're going to restart that. So two restored rivalries are going to happen in these annual matchups. Uh, Miami, Virginia Tech restored, NC State, Wake Forest restored, and the three new schools fill the remaining three. So let's go through this again, just because mathematics, you know, by the way, two plus two equals four. It doesn't equal five. I just want to remind people that because it's a lot of people trying to do some new math. And in that case, the bank owes me money. So let's take a look at this. So the new scheduling model in the ACC protects 16 annual matchups. Of the 16, 11 are retained from the current 3355 schedule model, which was supposed to be that you had three rivals every year from 2023 to 2026. For those four seasons, you're going to play three teams in the ACC every year. Then you're going to play of the 10 remaining five in year one, the other five in year two, then then the five from year one in year three, and whoever was home would be away and vice versa. And then of the five you played in year two, you'd play them again in year four. Hence, seeing each other twice over four years with a home and home. Now with 17 schools, it's different. So they protected 16 annual matchups. Of those 16 annual matchups, 11 are retained from the current 3-3-3-5. I keep wanting to say 3-3-5 because I'm thinking of Syracuse's defense. I'm going to read it and do it right. Of the 16 matchups, it's just hard because there's all these numbers on the screen right now. Of the 16 matchups, like what I'm looking at, of the 16 matchups, 11 are retained from the current 355 schedule model. So that means there's five left of the 16 annual matchups. So 11 are retained from the 355 model. Two are restored. So you got Miami, Virginia Tech, and NC State Wake Forest. The other three fill out their remaining, the three new schools fill out the remaining three. So those are the 16 annual protected. The annual protected matchups just in case you want to know, because I've stated this a billion times over the last few minutes, and I'm and I'm saying these 16 annual protected matchups, and people are saying, what are these games, Dan? Those games are, so glad you asked, Boston College and Syracuse. I'm going to bring up the big board here again. So the 16 annual matchups we will see every year are Boston College-Syracuse, Boston College-Pitt, Syracuse-Pitt, North Carolina, Virginia, North Carolina, Duke, North Carolina, NC State, NC State, Wake Forest, which is restored, NC State, Duke, Duke, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, which is restored, Stanford, Cal, which they're used to doing in the Pac-12, Stanford, SMU, which is new, and Cal SMU, which is also new. So SMU gets to have two annual rivals. And unfortunately for Dallas, Texas, that means they're the California teams because there's nobody that's in the middle of the country in this conference except for SMU. There's some that are kind of like going in that, right? Louisville, Kentucky, you know, kind of going in that direction. But Texas is in the Midwest and their annual rivals are going to be the West Coast teams. 
in Cal and Stanford. So that's what it looks like, folks. That is a breakdown of the schedule. And on your screen right now is a giant, very confusing bingo board, right? I have Clemson. Do you have Clemson? So, I mean, that's, you look at this board, just insanity. So many things, a lot of work going on here, but this is what the schedule looks like. This is who these teams have. 17 schools, 17. And these are the matchups that we have now in the ACC in this new 2024 through 2030 model. This is how, so the model is going to run this way for the next seven seasons. Once again, I'm going to, I'm going to put it on the board here. So you have it. There's 16. So for the next seven seasons from 20. So from 2024, let me get this on here from 2024 through 2030. Here are the things that you need to know. There's going to be 16 protected annual matchups. 16. Okay. The 14 current ACC schools will face off against the, so I'm going to put a little arrow here. They will face off against the Cal based teams. So I'll put California. So so you don't think it's just Cal. So California and Stanford, they will face them twice over seven years, but never in back-to-back seasons will they go out west to California. So Syracuse fans don't have to worry about, you know, at Cal 2024, at Stanford 2025. So that's not going to happen. So these are the interesting things that are put in here. The rivalries are here. And there's going to, in each, each school is going to have a bare minimum of two bye weeks. You could have three. So two to three bye weeks per school. That's what we're looking at here for 2024, 2030. That's how things shake out. That's what it looks like. I can't believe it took me less than an hour to give you 17 teams entire 12 game schedule. In less than an hour. Because we start a little bit after five. It's 616 now, but I've been talking about all these other elements and pieces. So that means we did in less than an hour the entire ACC 2024 football schedule release. It should be a record. In less than an hour, 17 teams, 12, 12 games per team, 17 teams in less than an hour for 2024 ACC football schedule release here on wake up call with Dan Tortora where sports truly meets that thing called life. So now, you know, you know, you know, every single school who they're playing, when they're playing them, when their bye weeks are. And you know that a couple of these teams have three bye weeks. Okay. Cal in their first season. Okay. So BC, let's just go down the line on the board. BC has three bye weeks. Nice for them. Cal has three bye weeks. Clemson has three bye weeks. Another team that you have to keep happy. Another school you have to keep happy. And so I'm looking at this. Well, I guess 
Well, I guess week zero is considered a bye week for pretty much everybody. I guess what, so I guess they're saying everybody gets three bye weeks in that like week zero. I don't think that's really necessarily fair to say that, that, that like August 24th time is considered an open week. That's not really a bye week. So let's look at this brass tax. Let's take out that week zero. Let me do this again. BC has two bye weeks. KL has two. Clemson has two. Interesting that they didn't try to please Clemson a little bit more. Duke has two. Florida State has three, which I mentioned before. Georgia Tech has three, including two in a three-week span. Louisville has two. Miami has two. North Carolina has two. North Carolina State has two. Pitt has two. SMU has three as a newbie school. By the way, Rhett Lashley talking about stuff right now. Shout out SMU. It's like you said it and then he appears. So SMU has three. Stanford has two. Syracuse has two bye weeks. Virginia has two. Virginia Tech has two. And Wake Forest has two. So the ones that have three bye weeks this season when I'm not counting week zero and all that good stuff. And I guess they're saying like, oh, give them another one because Florida State and Georgia Tech are playing that you know, that earlier August game. So it's I guess that's their excuse. But SMU is not playing a game in week zero. But SMU, the only new team to the ACC to get three bye weeks and Florida State and Georgia Tech also get three bye weeks. All other 14 schools in the ACC, not named SMU, Florida State, or Georgia Tech, have two bye weeks, not three. So some little preferential treatment going to Florida State, Georgia Tech, and SMU. And like I said, if you want to, if they wanted to say, well, come on, Dan, they played week zero, so they deserve another week off. Well, SMU doesn't play week zero, yet they get an open date. They have three open dates on September 14th, October 12th, and November 9th. Again. 2024 ACC schedule release on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We just brought you through the whole thing, broke it down, gave you every single school, 17 schools in less than an hour, all 12 of their games, breaking it down, giving you all the information you could possibly need, plus what the background is on why they did the schedule, what's protected within the schedule, and how they're going to be working in the California teams, how they're going to be taking care of the 14 current schools, not making them go to California twice in back-to-back years, and also how these SMU, Cal, Stanford teams are going to fit into everything and the fact that we're going to see the matchups of the California schools with the rest of the ACC happening twice over a seven-year span. So twice in seven years, Syracuse will see SMU. Twice in seven, pardon me, uh, Cal. Twice in seven years, we'll see Stanford. And it'll never be them going to California in back-to-back years. So they will not be in California in 2025 because they will be in California in 2024 as an example. So that is your schedule. That's what it looks like. You can respond to this video with your questions, your thoughts, your comments. You could say, Dan, this is nuts. You could say, Dan, I love it. But whatever you do, justify your opinion and make sure to be respectful. You may not agree with the new ACC. You may not like the new ACC, but this is what it looks like as of right now. Cuse Vegas said, let's go. Our finale with Miami at home reminds me of 1998. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm definitely really excited about this and excited about the opportunity that Syracuse has 
in this one to not only get Miami at home, but to get Miami at home for the first time in 22 years and have it be your regular season finale. It doesn't get better than that. It's really a cool thing. And probably one of my favorite things I've seen from the schedule release. And if I had to go, you know, through each of the teams here and say, like, this is the game that I circled and thought, like, this is a this is my favorite game of each team's schedule. Why don't we do that? We're going to do that as our last piece here. Give you a little bonus coverage on top of the bonus coverage. So if I go team by team, alphabetical order, the game I'm looking forward to most uh, the most with Boston College, I mean, obviously, they're games they play against Pitt and Syracuse. But if I had to pick another one for Boston College, it's them pl- starting their season uh, Monday night on September 2nd at Florida State. I think that that's the best one to see there. For Cal, outside of Cal playing Stanford, I think the Cal game that I have circled is their game at home against Miami, as well as their game at home against Syracuse, growing up at Syracuse and never thinking that you're going to see Syracuse play Cal out on the West Coast, let alone it be a conference game. For Clemson, the biggest game is obviously August 31st when they face off against Georgia in Atlanta, Georgia in the Aflac kickoff game. My uh, game that I circle for Duke, I would probably have to say the one that I circle for Duke besides Duke, North Carolina, which is going to be played at home at Duke, would would probably be something, I mean, an interesting one. Let's see what Duke and Manny Diaz can do against Rhett Lashley and SMU. I saw that the ACC Network also thought that that was an interesting game. That does intrigue me because I'm looking at the rest of the schedule and I'm going, okay, you know, Duke, Florida State, let's see how... Manny Diaz coaches on a Friday night at home hosting Florida State on October 18th. And then that following week on October 26th, how things go against SMU for Duke. So I'd circle those for the Duke Blue Devils. And then for the, let's see here, for Florida State, the game that I would circle for Florida State, I'm interested to see Florida State play Memphis. I think that'll be a good game. I think the one that I have circled for Florida State I mean, Florida, Florida State to end the season, that's in Tallahassee this year. But I think, you know, them facing off against Clemson on October 5th to see what type of Clemson they have. And because Florida State has DJ Uyunglele, who used to be the quarterback of Clemson. So I'd circle that one on October 5th between Florida State and Clemson and that game being played in Tallahassee. Georgia Tech, the game that I would circle for Georgia Tech I would say that first game of the season, August 24th, against Florida State in the Air Linguist College Football Classic in Ireland, just because it's cool they're going to Ireland, and to see where Georgia Tech is. They got themselves into a bowl game in their first season with a new head coach. So I'd circle that one against Florida State. And I also am interested to see uh, Georgia Tech host Notre Dame on October 19th. The game I would circle for Louisville, hmm, I'd probably say Louisville-SMU because they could have been conference foes in the American. So I I think Louisville SMU on October 5th, Louisville is going to host SMU. That'll be a cool game to watch. I like the Miami Louisville games, which is also a home game for Louisville. So that bodes well for them. And then seeing Louisville go on the road and face off against Notre Dame because they broke Notre Dame streak against the ACC last year. So September 28th at Notre Dame, that'll be an interesting one. Miami at Florida. That's the one I have circled for Miami and, of course, at the end of the season with them playing Syracuse in Syracuse for the first time in over 20 years. Uh, Last time they were in the Dome back in 2002. So I would say Miami at Florida, 
the first game of the season and Miami's last game of the regular season at Syracuse. So uh, both road games for the Miami Hurricanes, but Miami at Florida, a fun one out of conference. And then in conference, Miami coming to the Dome on November 30th, I think is a huge game for Syracuse fans here. And then I would say for North Carolina, the game I got circled with North Carolina, Bob Chesney and see if that could be a Tripham game in his first season with James Madison on September 21st. Uh, that would be an interesting game to see. James Madison's done good. Holy Cross has done well. Can Bob Chesney immediately have success at James Madison? You know, what's that going to look like? And so that's a game I have circled. James Madison, North Carolina, played in the Tar Heels home in Chapel Hill on September 21st. Then I would circle, hmm, let's see here, probably circle. I didn't even realize this. I'm looking at this right now. North Carolina doesn't play any of the new schools, do they? No. North Carolina does not play a single one of the three new members to the ACC in 2024. They don't play SMU. They don't play Cal, and they don't play Stanford. I didn't realize that when I was running through here. You say so many names, I thought that one of them was on here. So North Carolina will not play a single one of the new members of the ACC in 2024. Hmm. So I'd probably circle North Carolina hosting James Madison and North Carolina at Florida State on November 2nd. For NC State, the game I would circle is their game against Tennessee on September 7th. Dave Doran, you know, allegedly they had said he was going to go to Tennessee a few years back. That'll be a cool game to see how that one shakes out. I think seeing where both teams are at on October 12th when NC State hosts Syracuse, that's another one. And I would like to see the NC State at Cal game. So I'm excited about all those. See where they go, see how NC State does on the West Coast. Pitt's game that I would circle would be at Cincinnati. They don't have Luke Fickle anymore, but Pitt at Cincinnati, that's an intriguing game for me because I know Cincinnati, I mean, that was another old Big East rivalry when Cincinnati came to the Big East and Pitt was still there. So seeing them play a non-conference on September 7th in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, that's one I would circle. So I'd probably say that one. Of course, against Syracuse, one of the protected rivalries every season of the 16 annual ACC protected rivalries. And it's a Thursday night game. So I'm excited to see them face off against Syracuse at home on October 24th. And then I would say their game at SMU on November 2nd for Pitt. See how they do in Dallas. For SMU, the games I would circle September 6th, I would circle that game on a Friday night against BYU. I circle their TCU game every year, which is on September 21st. Both of those games are at home. And in conference, I would circle SMU's game. I mean, I talked about Pitt going to SMU, but I'd, I would circle SMU hosting Florida State on September 28th. I mean, literally September 6th, 21st, and 28th, all home games for SMU, three games I would circle on their 2024 schedule with their first season in the ACC. BYU on a Friday night out of conference, TCU on a Saturday out of conference, and then Florida State, their first conference game on September 28th, which is also at home. I would circle that. For Stanford, I would circle, hmm, I mean, Stanford at Notre Dame on October 12th. That's an easy one to pick. Stanford at Clemson on September 28th. I'm intrigued by that. I'm also intrigued about Stanford coming to Syracuse on September 20th on a Friday night. So I'd circle that one too. And how they do hosting Louisville on November 16th 
for Syracuse, I mean, I've kind of already mentioned it, but uh, Syracuse playing Stanford at home, which I just said, uh, Syracuse playing Miami at home. Those are probably the two that I would circle. Syracuse has seven home. They have seven home games this year. So not giving one up to a neutral place. That's good to hear for Syracuse fans. Syracuse's home games this year are going to be Ohio out of conference, Georgia Tech, Stanford on a Friday night, Holy Cross out of conference, Virginia Tech, UConn, and Miami. One of the best Syracuse schedules in a long time. Excited to see them against Holy Cross, especially if my buddy's still there, and excited to see them host Stanford and host Miami. Those are two massive games, and both of them are in conference. And that sounds weird because, my aunt, like I said, the last time that Syracuse played Miami was when it was a different conference, you know, back in 2002. So for Syracuse, the last time they hosted Miami, I mean, is a different world. Now they're ACC foes and Stanford coming to town. With that being a conference game, that's crazy. First time they've ever played each other, and it's going to be as conference opponents for Stanford and Syracuse. So I definitely circle that one. September 20th in the Dome on a Friday night and November 30th in the Dome. And I would imagine that Miami game, depending on where Syracuse and Miami are, maybe they'll get a night game that Saturday or at least like a 3 or 4 o'clock kickoff. That'd be nice. You don't want to see that game at noon. Virginia, what game would I circle for Virginia? I would I would circle them hosting North Carolina. I would also circle them hosting Louisville. Those are the ones i probably pick for Virginia. And, of course, Virginia, Virginia Tech, which they play on the road on November 30th. For Virginia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Tech, like I mentioned, I'm all, I would also circle Virginia Tech starting off their season at Vanderbilt to see where they are. Vanderbilt, you know, that team that doesn't get a lot of respect in the SEC, considered a bottom feeder of the SEC. Be nice to see how Virginia Tech starts their season when they're on the road at Vanderbilt of the SEC on August 31st. You know, so those non-conference games for Virginia Tech to see where they're at. I would say at Vanderbilt, their game against Rutgers at home on September 21st, and Virginia, Virginia Tech. Also be interested to see where they are against Clemson because they get to host Clemson in Blacksburg on November 9th, see what type of Hokies team is by that time and what Tigers team is as well. Wake Forest, the game I would circle for Wake Forest, playing Ole Miss at home, the lane train coming on September 14th. That's the one I would circle. Wake Forest Clemson to see what type of Wake Forest team we have and what type of Clemson team we have on October 12th, which is also in Wake Forest. And when Wake Forest goes on the road to Stanford on October 26th and has a Friday night game at home against Cal. I think if you're if you're in the Winston-Salem area or not too far away or you're a Wake Forest fan, this would be the year to buy tickets. You're hosting Ole Miss, Clemson, and Cal. And those are all three games that I would circle for Wake Forest. And all three of those are at home. So that would be an interesting one for me to see as well. So those are the games I would circle. That's our full look at the schedule for the ACC. 17 teams and the new schedule format for 2024 through 2030, the next seven years, as they introduce SMU, the Mustangs, coming from the American, and the Cal Golden Bears and Stanford Cardinal coming from the Pac-12. This has been a special edition of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, breaking down your entire ACC football schedule as it's released. And you can tune in to Wake Up Call during our normal broadcast days and times, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, worldwide on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. 
facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt and on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. Thank goodness, by the grace of God, we've had the opportunity and we've chosen to go worldwide with all these West Coast teams and Midwest teams that we got to connect with now. Thank goodness we've spent many years trying to build bridges all over America and all throughout the world. Once the shows go live, they end up in the archive. You could find it on Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, Player FM, Podbean, Podchaser.com, Podvine, Spotify, TuneIn, and YouTube. All you have to do is search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or one word, Wake Up Call DT. And a big time thanks to all of our incredible partners that you should go and visit and give your hard-earned cash to these wonderful places. You know, we all, you know, we got to get our vehicles you know, those of us that have dogs might need short and long-term care. We got to eat, right? Support student athletes and, and find the right place. If you're a student athlete or a student trying to find a home, trying to get a good education. If you're in the central and upstate New York area, Lemoyne College and Bryan and Stratton College of Syracuse, two wonderful places where we, the, we're, where we are the exclusive multimedia marketing partners, GG Cards and Breaks, where you can find college and pro ball cards of your favorites. So when you look at all of this, you look at all of our partners, they all connect to your life throughout the year. Carvel DeWitt, the Wildcat Sports Pub, Ma and Paz, where you can get all the snacks you need to watch all these games I just talked about. GG Cards and Breaks, where you can get all the players that I was just talking about. PB&J's Lunchbox, Avicoli's Great Lakes Honda City, where I get all my vehicles. Pizza Man, Mother's Cupboard, where I have my own sandwich. Carvel DeWitt, where I have my own ice cream. Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay, Canine Camp Dog Daycare, Canine Campground Dog Boarding, and as I mentioned, Lemoyne College and Bryan and Stratton College of Syracuse. With that being said, who have both had national champions in their history at Lemoyne and Bryan and Stratton College of Syracuse. So with all of that, this has been your 2024 ACC schedule release for football. You can find us all the time on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT. X at call DT and Instagram at wake up call underscore DT for now from the wake up call studios where sports meets life. I am bidding you a wonderful night. I look forward to talking with you soon. And as always, God bless, no stress, do your best. This is wake up call and you are loved by God and you're amazing. Have a great night and stay safe.